0: If anyone should ask, you're listening to Federal Andy. This is kind of an unusual time for all of us. As citizens, we have responsibilities. And those responsibilities include things like, well, if you're called for jury duty, you are expected to show up and serve on a jury. And I guess it's supposed to be an honor because If you make it to the jury, that means you are a citizen in good standing and that the prosecution and the defense have likely considered you as a person that would be on the jury and they have found you to be capable of being impartial as much as possible listening to the facts that are presented to you while you're on the jury and making an informed decision based on the facts at hand. Now, jury duty can run for different periods of time. When you are on a grand jury that can last for quite some time. And it is an interruption to your life. You have to miss work. You have to make arrangements for the kids if you have kids that have to be taken to school or picked up. You have to maybe spend a little more time on the weekends doing laundry, household chores, things like that. It's an inconvenience. But it is a duty, and it is an honor. And it is unique to the American people in the respect that in order to be on a jury, you do have to be a person. Kind of makes me wonder how the Supreme Court got to the decision that Corporations are people because you can't have a corporation sitting on a jury, can you? Hmm. Well, anyway, what I wanted to talk about is the Atlanta indictments and the grand jury. Apparently, the names and addresses of members of the grand jury that that indicted Donald Trump and 18 of his uh, co-defendants have allegedly been posted on at least one fringe website. And it's a website that often has a lot of violent chatter on it. So, um, NBC News is, is reporting this. Uh, this is where I'm getting the information from. And NBC has chosen not to name the website featuring the addresses because they don't want to continue to spread the information or the misinformation as it may be. Fulton County District Attorney's office has declined to comment, and uh, we do know that uh, the District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, in uh, Fulton County has faced racist threats leading up to the indictment. And they have deployed additional security measures at the Fulton County Courthouse. And that included allowing some employees to work from home. But the news of the grand jurors' addresses, and this is, it's purported that these are their addresses. We don't really know for sure because obviously I haven't checked. But, you know, sometimes there's a typo. Or maybe an address was changed or was written down wrong or something like that. It's very possible that people that are completely innocent and had absolutely nothing to do with the grand jury at all could be targeted because of this, which is, it's shameful that there's targeting at all. But we know that Donald Trump supporters uh, definitely are a violent bunch, if nothing else. And I guess that comes with being angry and fearful and that's the result of being lied to for years. So anyway, the um, company that apparently spotted this is a company by the name of Advanced Democracy Incorporated, which is a group that was founded by a former FBI investigator and a former staffer for the U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence by the name of Daniel J. Jones. And this Advanced Democracy Incorporated is a nonpartisan research group. And it's sad that people who are just citizens doing their civic duty are now becoming targeted with violence and threats because of something that one man basically has started, Donald Trump. And a lot of people have had their lives literally turned upside down because of this. And this political violence is wrong. Matt Gates, who is a Republican in the House of Representatives who represents the state of Florida, actually encouraged violence. Yes, he actually encouraged violence. I don't know about you, but a member of Congress, a sitting member of Congress in the House encouraging violence in the United States of America is completely inappropriate in my opinion. He at a very minimum ought to be censored, censured. (laughs) And he also probably should be removed from the House of Representatives for encouraging violence You know, we've had a lot of people affiliated, associated with Donald Trump supporting him, including members of Congress and elected politicians who have acted completely inappropriately in the last few years, just since he announced his candidacy. And this degradation of respect for others in Congress and for the American people, they need to understand that their, their, their language, their rhetoric that is encouraging violence, harms people. They ought to be held responsible for it and, and it should not be tolerated. Now, Advanced Democracy has also said that uh, some folks have been posting on other social media sites as well, and uh, they've been including the purported names and and, uh, addresses, and in some cases, images of people that they think, yeah, you might have been a grand juror, so I'm going to post a picture of you on social media. And a lot of the posts have said that these jurors posted on their own social media pages that they supported Senator Bernie Sanders, of course, a very progressive independent from Vermont, Raphael Warnock, um, the Democrat from Georgia, and uh, of course he's a, a black man, and former President Barack Obama which, of course, he's a black man as well, and the Black Lives Matter movement. So, anyway, at one point, I believe it was yesterday, Donald Trump posted on his Nazi-infested social media site that uh, authorities were, quote, after those that fought to find the riggers r-i-g-g-e-r-s exclamation point in capital letters end quote after that post where he said that uh, the authorities were going after those who fought to find the riggers, advanced democracy said that they noticed that a lot of trump supporters were using the term rigor in lieu of a racial slur in posts online Nice. Mature. Yeah. So, Trump continues to stick with this story that they are trying to find out who rigged the election. No evidence whatsoever that there was anything untoward in the 2020 election at all. Nothing. It's sad that we have to put up with this. American people should not have to tolerate this type of behavior from members of their own society. But this is uh, antisocial behavior, and uh, the people that are (laughs) stirring up all of these, uh, these supporters, these Trumpers, need to be held responsible for it, including Matt Gates and Donald Trump. And it looks like Donald Trump is about to be handed <laughs> accountability whether he likes it or not. It looks like it may be forced on him. And for the first time in his life, he's going to realize you can't just do whatever you want to do and get away with it. And I am looking forward to the day when he's been convicted and his appeals have been exhausted, and he has to go to prison. Episode 194, Georgia On My Mind. August 14th, 2023 is going to go down in history as the day that a former president was indicted on serious felony charges. We all know who that president is. It's Donald Trump. This isn't the first time he's been indicted, of course. This is actually the fourth time. Is it this year? I guess it probably is. (laughs) It's hard to keep track. Fourth so far, I should probably say, because it sure seems to me that there are a lot of things out there that we kind of know about that haven't been mentioned by anyone yet in any of these indictments. And there are some unindicted co-conspirators that have been mentioned in some of these different indictments. So it's very possible there will be more forthcoming. But a little bit before midnight on uh, on monday night it was announced that 41 counts were handed down were going to be handed down by the grand jury in fulton county which is atlanta georgia and among the people indicted was former President Donald Trump and 18 of his supporters. And among the charges is a RICO charge, which is a serious felony. So I'm just going to run down and Give you just some highlights of some of these charges. There was, uh, as I mentioned, the violation of the Georgia RICO Act. Then we have a conspiracy to commit impersonation or impersonating of a public officer. There was a conspiracy to commit filing false documents. Filing false documents, that's another charge. False statements and writings, two counts of that. Solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, three counts. Conspiracy to commit forgery, first offense, two counts. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings, Two counts. All in all I believe it was something like a hundred and sixty-one separate illegal acts. They conspired to come up with a fake elector scheme. They conspired to breach voting machines in Coffee County Georgia. We all know about the famous phone call that President Trump, while he was in office, made to Brad Raffensperger, asking him to just find the 11,780 votes. In addition, abuse of poll workers in Georgia. Remember the two women that uh, testified before the January 6th Select Committee. They had their lives turned upside down, literally. Afraid to go shopping. Afraid to go to work. Afraid to go home. Lying to the Georgia State Senate. It's another little issue that was brought up. This uh, RICO charge is basically a racketeering charge. It's kind of like, you know, the uh, uh, dealing with the mobsters. It carries with it a minimum mandatory sentence of five years, a 20-year maximum sentence. Now, apparently, that sentence can be overruled by... A judge. So um, the result is there are a total of 19 defendants, one of them of course former President Donald Trump, 18 co-defendants, some of them are names that you would recognize, some of them are names you might not recognize. The terms are that uh, all of the people indicted must turn themselves in at the Fulton County Courthouse by Friday, August the 25th. If they do not turn themselves in by that day, arrest warrants will be issued for them, and that includes for President, former President Donald Trump. There are... Apparently, a total of 30 unindicted co conspirators in this 98 page indictment. And the crimes are all across the country. It's like a state by state crime spree. Pennsylvania, Nevada, the District of Columbia, Georgia. Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, New Mexico. What a disgrace. Truly, what a disgrace. And Americans need to understand that this man, this former president, Donald Trump, is not doing this because he loves his country. He is doing it for himself. And for the first time in the history of our country, we have had a president take advantage to the extreme of the office that he held. And again, he was doing it for himself, not because it was what was right for America, not because he cares about America. He's not a patriot. He has changed his party affiliation back and forth over the years. He's been a Democrat. He's been a Republican. He donates money to, or he has donated money to people in both parties. It's whatever is going to get the most for him personally. He doesn't really care. It's, it's just really, um it's it's pretty amazing. And uh so yeah. Uh this culminated uh basically an over two year long investigation by District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her prosecutors into what appeared to be an attempt to well it was an attempt to interfere with the 2020 election in the state of Georgia. Among the 18 other people, some of the names that you're going to recognize will include Trump's former lawyer and former mayor of New York city, Rudy Giuliani, Trump's former white house chief of staff, Mark Meadows. And, uh, (laughs) a gang of, of others. The indictment in full is online. If you want to read the whole thing, it's pretty shocking. It truly is. But the indictment basically talks about the people who have been charged as being part of a criminal organization that conspired to violate the state's racketeering also known as rico law and uh among the other charges as i mentioned making false statements and writings impersonating a public officer conspiracy to defraud the state perjury filing false documents trying to influence witnesses i mean this is the stuff of 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 you know, a crime boss. Does Trump think he's the head of a crime organization? It <laughs> seems like he he may be. Now, um District Attorney Fonny Willis did appear and uh had a news conference after the Country had the opportunity to see the indictment actually being passed uh, once it came out of the grand jury. Of course, in the grand jury, there, was, there, was, there were no cameras, but there was a, an officer who carried the indictment to uh, the court clerk, which we saw. She was the lady that was wearing the orange dress on TV she, accompanied by I don't know if they were um, sheriff's uh, deputies or obviously law enforcement, there was a lot of law enforcement around. She carried the indictment in to the judge's chamber and handed it to the judge. and he went through, looked at everything, signed it, which is I guess was unsealing it and 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 acknowledging that he had had received it handed it back to her so that she could then take it back and they could process it and release it to the public. Shortly after that, or about the time they were getting ready to release it, um, District Attorney Fannie Willis walked in with about, oh, it looked to be 10 to 12 of her prosecutors, I believe, and she uh, left, uh, she she gave a, a brief Uh, press conference. And um, I think the whole thing was handled quite well, actually. One of the comments that Willis made at the press conference was, quote, Trump and the other defendants charged in this indictment refused to accept that Trump lost. And they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump, End quote. We've all heard multiple times since the 2020 election, Trump's admonition that he won the election over and over again and that is just false there's no truth to it whatsoever he has also defended all of his efforts to overturn the outcome of the election and uh he continues to keep his supporters on edge. He wants them to be angry. He wants them to be mad and fearful about what's going on. The deep state is doing all of this to him. And uh, he posted on his True Social account, not uh, long before the indictment was unsealed, that uh, he said that, quote, her investigation to try and maximally interfere with the 2024 presidential race, end quote. And he was talking about, of course, District Attorney Fannie Willis. And of course, the attempts by Trump to change the outcome of the 2020 election is also the uh, subject of an indictment from the federal government, which, uh, was released, uh, two weeks, uh, ago, less than two weeks ago. And, uh, in that indictment, the, uh, Department of Justice accuses Donald Trump, along with six unnamed associates of his, of trying to overturn the 2020 election. And this is just a drop in the bucket. <laughs> of all of the stuff that Donald Trump has coming at him. He has a uh, an issue with New York, where he has been charged with falsifying business records. And uh, this is in connection with payments that were made on his behalf to uh, Stormy Daniels to kind of hush her up while he was running for the the presidency in the 2016 campaign. He had uh, apparently slept with her, apparently not long after his wife, wife number three, Melania, had given birth to their child, Barron. Donald Trump has cheated apparently on all of his wives. All of them have given him children. So he's cheated on the mothers of every one of his children. I don't think he really cares much for his children other than the daughter, Ivanka. There's something weird there, something creepy there. But um, anyway, yeah, uh, there was uh, uh, money that was exchanged in order to hush her up that involved his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen. Um, He's also been indicted on charges that he has mishandled classified documents that were stored at, uh, his Mar-a-Lago resort, which is also his home in Florida, which is kind of a strange deal because it's not, it's not really supposed to be a residence, but he apparently uses it as one because rules and things that you agree to don't really apply to him because he's special. And of course, he has um a couple of other things going on. e.gene Carroll has uh, additional lawsuits uh with him uh looking at him right now because uh he won't shut up. He continues to be um continues to demeanor just you know it's it's <laughs> he doesn't know when to quit. he just needs to shut up. But he was convicted in New York uh, of, uh, I believe it was sexual assault. She views it as a rape, but I guess there's a technicality in the law in New York where it technically is not a rape. It was completely inappropriate. So... um, There's just a lot going on, and and there are other lawsuits out there as well. He's He has business uh, lawsuits. The Trump Organization uh, was uh, convicted on 15 counts of tax fraud, and I think that's being appealed. There, There's just an awful lot coming at him, and you kind of wonder how in the world he thinks that he's going to be able to run for office and attend some of these things now i will say this there is a possibility that some of the people including donald trump may attempt to have this case in georgia moved to a federal court cuz it's it's a you know georgia is a state court and i don't know what the specifics are but Some of the experts, I should say quote-unquote experts that I've heard, some of them are saying it's quite likely that these, at least the ones who have actually been employed by the federal government, some of them will likely be able to have this case removed to a federal court instead of a Georgia state court. And... That, that would be a a delay tactic more than anything, because if it's moved, if it's removed to a federal court, all, all that really happens is when the trial begins, instead of being held in a Georgia courthouse, it will be held in a federal courthouse, which is, I guess, just a couple of blocks away from the, the, the courthouse that it would have been in anyway. But Georgia prosecutors will still be prosecuting it. It's not going to go to a different prosecutor. It will still be prosecuted under Georgia law, and it will still have to abide by all of the terms of Georgia law, which means anyone convicted, it is still a state charge from the state of Georgia, which means there is no presidential pardon so that's something that has been kind of bandied about lately i wanted to clear that up that's my understanding of the situation is depending on whether or not they do get it moved to a federal court even though it is in a federal court it it's still going to be georgia prosecutors still going to be georgia law and it will be handled like it was a state case because it truly is so Donald Trump and um Mark Meadows anyone who actually was in the Trump administration may be able to get their case moved to federal court which is really going to be more of just a delay tactic more than anything but the folks who didn't actually work for the Trump administration or have a job in the federal government probably won't be able to get the case moved Now, someone asked uh, the, uh, asked Fonnie Willis on the night, uh, on Monday night when she was doing her news conference, asked her about uh, how she was going to uh, prosecute this. And she indicated that she was going to prosecute all of them together. And some people have said that seems highly unlikely that there's probably going to be separate trials for some of it. We'll just have to see how it all um, works out. I don't think anybody really knows for certain, but uh, she did say that um, it looked like um, um, there would be uh, probably multiple um, trials. So one of the things I will say before I close out this segment is the RICO law in Georgia... Is pretty broad, and for those of you that are not familiar with Rico, it is it's the it's R I C O, and it stands for racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations, and it's an act. And there is a federal Rico uh, law as well, but the one for Georgia is has more meat to it, basically, and um, so it is a very wide law and it's it's going to be tough that's 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 a big one that is a a very big charge so there's a total of as i said earlier 161 separate illegal acts as part of this indictment and according to Uh, Willis, some of them were overt acts in service of a larger conspiracy to overturn Trump's electoral loss in the state. And some of the allegations that she talked about amounted to standalone crimes on their own. So you've got crimes supporting (laughs) a bigger crime. So it's like multi-layered. And it's kind it's kind of shocking. It's really kind of shocking. And it'll be interesting to see how all of this comes about, but Vonnie Willis acted, uh, or she mentioned that she was uh, ready to go and that she wanted it to uh, the trial to be held in the next six months. So she is <laughs> definitely ready to go. She seems like she's a very smart, competent person. Uh, she has apparently prosecuted something like, uh, I think she said, uh, Um, I forgot what she said. She, somebody asked her an, or a question and she responded that she had prosecuted... You know, thousands, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or a lot of cases as the um, district attorney and that she had already prosecuted 11 RICO cases, which a RICO case is, is a biggie. That's that's a very unique situation. And she's apparently very good at what she does, which should cause Donald Trump and these defendants to be very concerned about their future now, it's possible that there may be some plea deals with some of these people. They may try to plead and, and make a deal so that they don't actually have to go to trial. We'll see how that works out. But uh, the fact that this is a RICO case, when it, uh, when it goes to, to trial she will be able to kind of manipulate certain evidentiary rules. Defendants will be contending with evidence that are related to conduct they were not even part of um, or would not have been included in under the evidence rules that would apply in non-RICO cases. So a RICO case actually allows the prosecutor to connect the dots a little bit better than they would be able to in a normal case. At least that's my understanding of it. So even though they weren't actually participating in a particular thing, if, if, you know, if they were, if they were at point A and point B occurred, but they weren't a part of it, but that led to part C, they're included in part B anyway. That's, that's my understanding of it. And of course, that's a rudimentary understanding. So, so I've said often, I'm not a judge. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not an attorney. I'm just a typical American sharing what I know because I do it in a way that's different than other people. And, and it's, I think it helps some people understand. So there you go. And, um, So, but the people who have looked at the indictment have said it looks like it's very solid and it has been very well prepared. So we will see what happens, huh? And there may be more coming. Who knows? So, Andy, tell us, how are the other people in the Republican Party who are currently running for the presidency in 2024, how are the other folks that are running against Trump reacting to these Georgia indictments? Well, I'm glad you asked, and I'm going to tell you just briefly what they're saying. Let's, uh, go to dictator wannabe, current unpopular Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. When he was, uh, asked about this, he just said that the Georgia indictment is an example of the quote, criminalization of politics, end quote. Yeah, Ron, like, uh, Oh, getting rid of the transparency on your travel in the state of Florida. And, uh, yeah, there's some dirty dealings going on down there in Florida where you're appointing some of your cronies and supporters to board positions and things like that. And, uh, gosh, didn't I read that there is possibly somebody investigating how you're handling your campaign funds? I think I saw something about that. So yeah, you tell us about the criminalization of politics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, see what governor, former New York, New Jersey governor, Chris Christie had to say he he's the, the one person that's really been out there kind of hammering on Donald Trump a little bit. And, uh, Chris Christie I guess appeared on Fox News and said that he's uncomfortable with what he views as uh an unnecessary indictment from Georgia. <laughs> and uh his belief apparently is that that uh it's it's pretty much covered by the federal indictment. So <laughs> Okay. Anyway, yeah. Former Vice President Mike Pence had a, uh, a statement, and he just said basically, quote, Despite what the former president and his allies have said for now more than two and a half years and continue to insist to this very hour, the Georgia election was not stolen, and I had no right to overturn the election on January the 6th, end quote. And he also basically said that no one's above the law and added that Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence. Okay. How about former Arkansas governor, Aisha Hudsonson? Wonder what he has to say about this. Well, he said, quote, generally state cases are deferential to the federal cases that have been brought. And I think you can make the case that Georgia should have been deferential because there's overlap there as well, but it is what it is, end quote. Thanks for that, Governor, former Governor Hutchinson. (laughs) That added so much to the conversation. Former Texas Representative Will Hurd said that uh, this uh, uh, latest indictment against Donald Trump was quote, another example of how the former president's baggage will hand Joe Biden re-election if Trump is the Republican nominee. This is further evidence that Trump knew he lost the 2020 election and was ready to do anything it took to cling to power. It's time we move beyond dealing with the former president's baggage. The Republican Party needs a leader who isn't afraid of bullies like Trump. End quote. I kind of agree with that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Don't like Will Hurd at all, but uh, uh, I kind of agree with what he has to say. I I think that uh, the Republican Party does need a leader who isn't afraid of bullies like Trump, because Trump is a bully. Somebody needs to, yeah. Sometimes you have to confront a bully and uh, back them down. Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, also running for the Republican nomination for president and his comment was, quote, these are politicized persecutions through prosecution. It would be a lot easier for me if Donald Trump were not in this primary, but that is not how I want to win this election. The way we do elections in the United States of America is that we, the people, you all get to decide who governs, not the federal police state, end quote. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I guess last but not least, I think I got all of them. Um, I think, uh, the Senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott, um has uh said uh, quote we see the legal system being weaponized against political opponents that is un-american and unacceptable end quote and scott went on to say that he hopes to restore confidence and integrity to the legal system that is if he can become president yeah well um the legal system was weaponized under the trump administration and that is blatantly obvious. William Barr coming out, the, Trump's um, attorney general, came out and commented on the Mueller report before it was available to anybody else and completely misrepresented the report, completely. And let's not forget that uh, the um, former FBI director... Uh, James Comey was investigated by the IRS. So was the uh, uh, Andrew McCabe, who was an FBI agent, who was uh, terminated by Donald Trump just a day before I think he was supposed to retire from the FBI. And he was investigated by the IRS as well. So there are numerous instances where government agencies went after people because of something they said or did that Trump didn't like. If they weren't Trumpers, he didn't want them around. And he definitely weaponized the government. Joe Biden is not doing that. He has stayed out of this. So, again, that's just another lie. Like the 2020 election, give me a break. So, uh, anyway, with that, I'm going to let you go. I do have a couple of announcements. I wanted to just comment to everybody that Stitcher is, is a podcast app and it is shutting down. I think at the end of this month, I I think it's still online. I think it's, it's online through the end of August. So if you're listening to this podcast using Stitcher, you will have to change to something else before the end of the month. I think Stitcher was consumed by Pandora. I think it was Pandora. So that uh, just affects those of you who listen uh, to the podcast through the Stitcher app. I also wanted to let everybody know that I am currently in the process of setting up a group on Facebook, and it will be under the name of Federal Andy. If you would like to join, just go to Facebook and search for Federal Andy. It is a private group, so you will not be able to see who is in the group until you become a member, and only members can see uh, what other people are posting. I've made the group public so that people can find it, but it is a private group. And once you join, everything that uh, you see in the group is is confidential and is uh, restricted to the group. And I haven't really done a lot with it yet. I probably will also open an account at Threads. Uh, I am still... Checking in at X, formerly known as Twitter, but it's becoming, it's just, it's, it's strange and I'm not sure if they're just having problems because they got rid of all the good people that knew how things worked, but I'll post links to my podcast episodes and I always post it so that you can go directly to a specific episode to listen to that episode and then a few days later, it will just change somehow, and instead of going to that episode, it just takes you to the podcast, the main page on Spotify. And I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I know that if if you are <laughs> if you are, are doing a tweet, which I don't even know what you call these now they're not tweets anymore if it's not twitter right it's it's x so what do you call it <laughs> if you if you put if you post something on x and you talk about what it is i generally put a little blurb about whatever the podcast that particular episode is about people if they're interested in it they go click on it expecting to hear that episode and then they just go to the main page and they got to search for it which usually it's probably pretty close to the top, but it's getting to be, it's high maintenance, and I I don't like high maintenance stuff at this point. So uh, new group at Facebook, haven't done a lot on it yet. There's only just a couple of members that you do have to answer some questions and get approved and all of that, and we're going to be very strict. Uh, No conservatives, no MAGA we don't care what you all have to say. It's at this point, it's ridiculous. If you support these, uh, if you support the Republican party still, I'm sorry, you're a lost cause because you, or you're a bad person or both. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, but I do know it is a problem. It's a problem that we have to deal with because there are enough of you that you can <laughs> tear up our capital. So it's something that's a problem, but we don't want it in our group. So it will be heavily uh, moderated, and if we even get the hint or the whiff of a conservative or a MAGA in the group, they're gone. They're just out. And that's that. So please uh, check into it if you use Facebook. And I am going to try to do another podcast today, but if not, it may be over the weekend. Uh, I'm just not sure. But again, I appreciate your time very much. I'm going to be making some changes to um, like the outro segments and and stuff. And I've got a lot of things I need to do to the podcast and I'm having a hard time because my time constraints right now are, are preventing me from doing some of the things that I really need to do or would like to do. But as always, I appreciate you hanging in there with me and tolerating all of my (laughs) mistakes and being uh, loyal when I'm quiet for a week or two. Or at one point, I think it was a month when I just wasn't able to uh, do anything. So hope you have a good evening, unless you have other plans. And I will be back with another episode as soon as I can, maybe tomorrow, if not look at uh, possibly Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. Thank you. Take care. And I will be talking to you soon. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy. And I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy. And I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.